0: M.S.W. Media
1: Friends, the episode you're about to hear was recorded live at the Townhouse in Venice, California, sponsored by our friends at Rabbit Hole, which is my go-to American-made whiskey. Rabbit Hole's unique recipes were created by their founder, a guy named Cave Zamanian. I love the guy. He and his team uh, spare no expense in making their bourbon and rye. In their own cooking methods, they use top-of-the-line grains, they never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood fires, and nobody does that. Well, almost nobody. Rabbit Hole does. What you end up with is a line of bourbon and rye with these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. What are you having? It's a question as old as the bartending profession itself, and if you ask me, the answer is Rabbit Hole. And now let's get to it, huh? Hey, this is Nick Jonas, and you're listening to What We're Drinking
0: with Dan Dunn.
2: I'm Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette.
0: Hey, this is tennis legend Andy Roddick. Everybody's Big Jay Oakerson. It's chico Mr. said Mr. Worldwide.
2: Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice.
0: Hi, this is Pat Oswalt.
2: And this is Meredith Salinger.
3: And you're listening to What We're Drinking
2: with the very handsome Dan Dunn.
0: (laughs) Glug glug. My issue is, I can't endorse you. You will suck the life out of everything. Oh, come on, really? This is John Taffer from Bar Rescue, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. That's
1: more like it.
0: Will pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking But well, this is what we're drinking with and done.
1: for Max Kastenbaum and Mike Friedman, please. Yes. Mike was right. It's, it's really great to, uh, to see everybody here tonight in a subterranean, unventilated room. Yes. Nobody seems to be worried about getting COVID. It's like the good old days have returned, right? Now we're just worried about getting shot. It's okay. I checked. Uh, I don't think we have anything to worry about. There's only one door here. One way in. You guys remember this, right? After the last school shooting? Does anybody remember that? Two days ago? Um, Ted Cruz got up and he said, it's not the number of guns. It's the doors. There's too many fucking doors. You get rid of the doors, we're okay. Not the guns. And that's not even the craziest idea they have. The craziest idea is, let's arm the teachers. Let's give the teachers AK-47s, everything will be okay. Now, I'm gonna say this right now. Anybody that thinks arming teachers is a good idea did not spend 12 years in Catholic school being taught by priests like I did, okay? Seriously, I shudder to think how much more priest cock I would've had to suck if these motherfuckers were armed. Like, son, we got this and we got this. One of them's going in your mouth. I'll give you a minute to pray on it. All right. Anyway, I want to thank our once and probably only sponsor, Rabbit Hole. We're bailing after this. Everybody enjoying the Rabbit Hole whiskey, I hope. Get the drinks. I also want to uh, remind you to please take care of the staff here at the townhouse, A wonderful staff. They do a great job. And honestly, that's not always the case in this area. Anybody who lives around here knows, it's, you don't always get great service. I recently had uh, dinner a couple nights ago at a local spot. I don't want to throw them under the bus. I'm just going to say the experience was less than superb. <clears throat> So we go, I'm with my friend Lanny, and we go, it's a beautiful night, it's the sun setting, a wonderful, lovely early evening, and we're going to sit outside on the patio, They have a great patio, so they bring us out to the patio, and for some reason, they have these uh, floor to ceiling screens that go up with this black mesh, and they have them closed. So our server comes out, young gal, uh, majoring in uh, complete indifference at Santa Monica Community college, or no, I think she was eye-rolling Scoring was her major. So she comes out, and she takes our order, and at the end we say, hey, do you mind, uh, you know, uh, putting the the screen up? said, beautiful. And she said, "Uh, I have to ask my manager. Glares at us. Goes back and about a minute later, the manager comes out and he had already graduated with his degree in complete indifference. He was like this Nebraska corn-fed guy, like good-looking dude, played baseball and then you know he did Molly one night, got a tattoo. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm moving to LA. I'm gonna become an actor or a, a model or an agent, anything but what I'm actually doing, which is managing this fucking restaurant." Right. So he comes out and he, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I left out the one part. When she comes, she comes out first and says. He can't put the thing up because he's concerned about the sun bothering people. And then we pointed out to her, well, the sun's setting already and there's no people here. It's just us. So now she goes and gets him. He comes out and he says, all right, actually the truth is we have a lot of uh, mouses around here. Mouses. (laughs) And if I open the screen the mouses could get in and he leaves and Lanny leans into me He says, dude can you fucking believe that? and I thought to myself, yeah he doesn't know the word mice and Lanny's like, dude, we ordered a fucking cheese plate so while we're trying to figure out whether to, to get out of there or not, suddenly true, true story, screen starts going up like, alright, well I guess he had a change of heart. This guy, great. And the screen's going up, and it stops. Right here. Just stops here. I'm like, all right. Either this guy is completely fucking with us, or he thinks mouses are bats. <laughs> or as he would say, vices, vices. With that. And by the way, is anybody filming the pedophile jokes? Delete that shit right now, okay? (laughs) I got a movie getting made soon, I hope. Okay, without further ado, we're gonna bring up the real funny people. Uh, Please give a warm, warm round of applause to Kim Congdon, Jeff Dye, and my old pal, Zane Lamprey. Hi guys, girls. Guys, and me, all right. You. so I don't know Jeff. It's the first time I met Jeff tonight, and uh, we're gonna hear all about Jeff's life. I'm sure. Thank you for joining us, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, try that again. You good? You plug th- in. Th- thanks right, for there. having me. Yes. Thanks for
3: having me,
1: everybody. Jeff's been on the Tonight Show. Thank Kimmel. He's hosted shows on MTV. Everything. Right? Yes. Give us your CV. What's that? CV? What do you got going on? Right uh,
3: nothing. I'm touring right now. I just wrapped on a terrible movie. Uh, so look for that. It's going to be terrible. It's going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I regret saying that. This is recorded, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, the What's guy, the name of the movie? The guy that made the movie is not going to be too happy. <laughs> uh, it's a great movie. I did fantastic in it. Uh, it's going to be really hilarious. Uh, it's called Stealing Jokes. Uh, we just dropped on that, and now I'm touring, and uh, I'm throwing out a first pitch at every Major League Baseball stadium. That's why. Wow. That's what I've been doing. Wow. Yeah. Little thing I like. I like baseball.
1: There you go. Kim Congdon, you and I met uh, only once, our mutual friend, Big J Okerson. Yeah. You opened for him uh, during the Netflix is a joke. Mm-hmm. You were
2: hilarious. Thank you so much. And I'm a woman. Yeah.
1: We always try to get one of them in here. Boo!
3: Oh, sorry. I I thought this was political. (laughs)
2: What
1: have you been up to so far this summer, Kim?
2: Um, You know, just doing stand-up. I've got a couple podcasts. If you guys like podcasts, make sure you check it out. Broad Topics. This Bitch Podcast. Um, Writing movies. Auditioning. Hopefully I'll be in something soon. You know, grinding.
1: Not my movie. It just got cancelled. Zane Lamprey. Hi. You you asked me
4: right before. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. I'm trying to get the energy up. This feels yeah, terrible. What's wrong? I gotta this know. This feels it.
3: pretty shitty that's so pretty
4: far. What the fuck happened? Give it up for
3: room? Kim Congdon, huh? Podcasts. I've been on the Tonight Show multiple times. Give it up for me. All right, now you, buddy. <laughs> buddy.
4: <laughs> you you asked me before you walked up here. You said I think I'm going to do a pedophile joke, and I said I wouldn't do it. I told him to do it. Jeff. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> right. okay, Jeff actually.
1: By the way, funny. I just met Jeff. Every friend in this room said, Don't do it. I yeah. went up to Jeff right before. I go, Hey, I get this pedophile joke, should I do it? He goes, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I go, tonight's the night. Yeah, yeah. do it. Get up yeah, it's Comedy. being recorded. It's
4: back. You have an alcohol sponsor that yeah. loves that yeah, kind of stuff. Can't. That's gonna uh, invite them back.
3: I liked all the jokes. Yeah. Did I feel you
2: guys, like you can't did you guys do not a... like
4: them? I didn't know Dan was sure. doing stand-up. I don't, I don't understand. Them. I don't even know what fun. I just watched.
2: <laughs> you can't do a pedophile joke in a basement.
4: You see how? you see what that was? That was a joke that was like this big and it nailed. It well, nailed there is it. a
1: pedophile joke in the basement. They go down to the basement and the kid okay. says... Dan, I'm, oh, I'm,
4: I'm going to so, stop you. I just feel yeah, like someone I needs to tell
1: you. the best
3: setting for it. Well, it is. And say, kid, don't do a Phillies joke here at Phillies Stadium. Yeah. No, it's a
1: basement. That's where you basement. fuck kids, Kim. Yeah, The kid says, <laughs> I'm really scared. This is scary down here. And the pedophile says, you're scared. i got to walk out of here all by myself.
3: Ba-boom, we're still in it. We're still doing the That's pedophile jokes. No more
1: great. of those. All right, we're done with those. That's All right, maybe great. I'm a bad right, influence. Let's, uh, what
3: was is...
4: the theme when you went to Dan's show? What was the theme of the show? <laughs> oh, well, so far, it's pedophilia, which is fun <laughs> yeah. for everybody. And we're stand-up comics. We're not better than that. Dan, right. I got a question and for we're you. we're sitting down, and you're the one that did stand-up. I don't even I don't <laughs> know what's going on here.
3: <laughs> yeah, this show would have been better if it was reversed. Yeah. I'm not even
4: stand up, and then you guys all talk and drink. And then we didn't get a chance to, inter- to introduce you as the poor man's Will uh, Colin Farrell. I Almost said Will oh. Farrell. I'm not, but I didn't do it. I'm not going to do that. Okay. I wouldn't say okay. that.
2: Zane, that. that's, that's
3: meaner than all those kid fucking jokes. <laughs> <I know>. Jesus, <Jeez.
2: laughs> thanks a lot, Jeez. Zane.
4: I said the word right, poor in Venice. That I have was a question for you. I feel like
2: Jay. I'm in between two people's uncles fighting. <laughs> well, but you guys are both uncles, aren't you? <laughs> They touch kids like uncles, that's sure. Okay. Right. Wow, keep it. What? Was what? The they said it.
1: What was the theme? All right, I do have a question for you, Zane. If you could throw a drink in, in any kid's anyone's butthole. face
4: in the world. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what? I can't answer that joke because I don't
1: have a drink. Oh my God. You Where are the drinks? We need drinks up here. up here, please, quickly. There's a water. No, we'll get that first. All right, then. The first time you ever had alcohol, first yeah. time you ever had, I mean, Zane hosted a show called Three Sheets, Drinking Made Easy, we all remember these shows, no, nope. well, let's kind of, let- let's see, yeah. who has seen Three Sheets? This is,
4: yeah, this is going really well, that was my most popular show.
2: Three Sheets, this is Venice Beach, they wear it over their heads. Wow. What? Oh, hey now.
4: At least the theme has changed to racism. That's fun.
2: It's better than child It
4: is way molesting. better. No, it's way pe- better. Not race, but people it. who are racist. You know why? That Let's double down. Let's molest
2: black kids.
4: It's because racism is a choice. Pedophilia isn't. Listen, um, where's that drink? Is that coming? Oh uh, no. Know? Should I go get it? Because I can probably go get one a few bars down, and some... avoid some of this. <laughs> Zane, yes. what was the
1: first time you ever drank? Do you remember?
4: Yeah, I do remember. You threw me because I don't want to like do joke. Jeff was telling me about the first time he had. A drink. I can tell you the. So All right, I, here we go, Jeff. I'll yeah, say,
3: yeah. I grew up in the church, so I was under the impression that like if you drank before you were of age, like God would kill you, you know. And so I just didn't do anything till I was of age. And uh, is that and, real? Yeah, it's true. Wow. And, I, and then I was like a young
2: life leader. It sounds like your coming out story.
3: Uh, no, it's a real story, Kim. Just try to stay put. Uh, See, it's, uh, it's no, weird. I was a young life leader. My fr- and the other young life leaders found out that it was my twenty-first birthday. They're like, "It's your twenty-first. You didn't tell us." And I was like, "No, like I don't. I don't oh, know. Shit. I don't know what." To- they go, "We gotta go get a drink, dude." So I was like, "All right." So we went back, and this is how lame churches that they took me to Red Robin, and we couldn't even sit in the bar area because uh, some of them weren't twenty-one. So nice. I didn't even get to go in the bar of the Red Robin that I worked at. And uh, I had a razzleberry
1: cooler. It was my first <laughs> drink. It was a terrible first drink. I went to a bar when I was 15 years old. It was me and three of my oh, friends. Oh, yeah. what's, what's the first drink you had? I'm getting had. there right now. Okay. And we got to the bar, and we were so shocked that we got into the bar because we looked really young, we're 15 years old. And a bartender comes up and he says, um, What do you guys have? Did, I didn't know any drinks. Never heard, you know. And a fr- my friend next to me said, Tom Collins. Nice. And the oh, I see 15. The bartender said, okay, you guys, Tom Collins, him, Tom Collins, Tom Collins. We drank five of those each and then went outside and threw up. What's, what's in a Tom Collins? I don't know. Gin, How do lemon. I, gin, we, lemon. I got a question. I keep
3: hearing all these stories. I've heard all these stories my entire life of like a girl who'd be like, you know, when I was 16, I used to come into this bar. You know when I, you know, we used to always come in here when I was like seventeen. We knew the dark guy at like like I just what you just did. You said that you 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 went in a fifty ordered five Tom's Collins. Was everyone just like fucking early?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I've ever met anybody that didn't have their first drink till they were twenty one. Well, that makes me so
3: curious for all these like these uh celebrity situations where celebrities are like in my green room. I don't know. I thought she was just a fucking. Nineteen-year-old chick or like a twenty-one-year-old chick—it kind of blurs all those lines. The more stories I hear about all of this, what are you
2: telling? Not, about, not so? Jeff trying to get out of a Me Too story. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, you know, it actually.
3: It's, everyone in LA is it, like so, like, ah, this is wrong, this is wrong. But then they all have some story where they were sneaking into places when they were like fifteen or sixteen.
1: Kim, you're not much of a drinker, but you've got four <laughs> drinks
0: in front. I know. Of you, right? And
2: I'm on mushrooms.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well,
1: that's good. Yeah. How's that?
2: It's great. I'm having a great time.
1: I've never done mushrooms,
4: and I'm 40.
2: Well, get on it, dude.
4: <laughs> More than 40. Have you
2: really
1: never done mushrooms?
4: I thought you were going to ask if I was really 40. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, this, this is like a birthday celebration. Tomorrow, yeah. Big birthday. Tomorrow yeah. is my birthday. What's like up with you dodging
2: it? questions?
4: And, yeah. you invited Wait, and you invited
3: people that... This you podcast know. is jumping all around. I yeah, what's admit.
2: happening here? What's, what's, what did you do? Oh, wait, I want to know what crime this guy did because you can't ask him one question without him being like, actually, what's your story? Yeah. What'd you do?
4: My first drink? Anything.
2: Oh, my first... Give us something.
4: My first drink was at a, um, a, like a family reunion. Okay. And I was sitting on the cooler, and my wife's, I mean, my, uh, my aunt's, that was weird, Freudian slip.
2: Oopsie. I Alabama. 15, I was
4: 15 years old. And yeah, my, uh, my aunt's boyfriend pulls up and this beautiful trans Am comes over to me and he's like, is there beer in that cooler? I was like, yeah. And I get up and hand him the beer and he opens it. He's like, you want the first sip? And I was like, yeah. And so he's like, here you go. And I, and I took a big swig. And the first thought that popped in my brain was, I pulled this out of the cooler. My, my eyes have been on this the whole time. How did he manage to fill it with his own urine? <laughs> he likes it. He understands this was, No, think about it. This is like a long time ago. This wasn't like craft beer. It was like every beer, just the first sip tasted like metal. Metal and cold urine. How old were you? Fifteen. Fifteen?
1: Yeah. How old were you, Kim? I um,
2: well, I was kind of the same way, but my grandpa would always give us like a sip of his beer and a puff of his cigarette. This is very Florida. Um, and I was like eight or nine. I swear to God. <laughs> Listen, things weren't great on my end. Why Why is everyone weird
4: because that's quite it's quite it's young. disturbing It's a little disturbing
2: No we, it's not see some hammered lady but She's that's like, I've been those, doing that forever There's
4: one of those things where like when a kid who's like 10 and he gets caught smoking and then the the parent like who smokes brings him and makes him smoke a whole pack and the kid gets really sick. <laughs> And then you think that you're stopping the kid from smoking, but I think you just got him addicted to cigarettes.
1: My dad did that with me with cocaine. Really? Cocaine. Yeah. Still <laughs> just, you're still
4: doing... Oh, your Jesus.
1: All right, I got one for you. You know when you, you're having a surgical procedure, that type of thing? Are you going asking in, me? You no, know, I'm asking everybody on the panel. Group. And when you go in, you get, you're getting like a surgical procedure.
4: No. And you gotta like, fill like, like, well, it like, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, like, like what? When you get... Like pretend you're in a procedure. doctor's
3: office. Just go with them. So, All right,
1: thanks, Jeff. You,
2: you know, know when you're in the knife? It's like, like no,
1: uh, I don't. All right, you've got a st- ulcer in your stomach. I'm, I'm going to create it, okay? okay. And, you're going, and you go in, and you got to fill out the questionnaire, and they ask you on the questionnaire, how many drinks, approximately, mm. do you have Why a don't week? Why do say a
4: physical? Physical, we can all, that's relatable.
1: So what do you divide the actual number by?
4: I always lie. Yeah, me too. Well, everybody lies, yeah. but what do you, like, is it? I say, don't worry about it. Not of your fucking business.
1: your fucking business.
4: What are you, a doctor? That's what I write.
3: I, <laughs> get, I got kicked out of a, um, a doctor's, I don't know what you would call it, I guess I'll just be honest, uh, free STD clinic for, for being a little too aggressive that way. Aggressive um, on the questionnaire? Yeah, she was asking me questions, and I was very happy to answer all the questions, and then she's like, how many sexual partners do you have? And I was like, I, I don't see how that's relevant. And she's like, no, it's part of the, th-. I go, why? She goes, we have to know. I go, you don't have to know. Just check my dick. And then she's like, don't talk to me like that. And I was oh, like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Just, I'm just saying. Like, you, all you have to do is look at my privates. And if I, and then we'll move forward. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, well, I need to know how many. I was like, no, you don't. What you can gossip with the other nurses. And then she just left. And then another guy came in. He goes, all right, hey, she's mad at you. I'm gonna ask you the same questions. <laughs> and if you don't answer the questions, uh, you know, then you can't. We're not gonna help you. And then he, he asked the same questions. He asked me the same ones. And then he goes, how many sexual parties do you have? And I go, uh, a million. <laughs> and, and then they were very upset with that answer. And then, uh, But they, they ended up looking at my dick, so I was fine.
2: They did? Yeah.
3: yeah. Why were you there? Uh, checkup, you know. Just, get, he, get, just getting looked at. Wait, wait. You
1: went to an STD clinic for a checkup?
3: I'll tell you why. I have casual sex because I'm a grown-up. And uh, I started dating a girl, and she knows about what I'm like when I'm single. So she was like, hey, I think if we're going to be serious and together, I want you to prove to me that you're clean. And so I just, I said, okay. She wanted
2: some clean cum.
3: Yeah, dude.
2: I get it. It was responsible. I don't care if the doctor knows. If the doctor thinks I'm a drunk idiot, who gives a fuck?
1: Oh,
3: I have a healthy amount of shame.
2: I don't care. No,
1: I'm yeah. not in the doctor. I feel I don't like know they're what. authority figures, though, and I want to impress them. Like, doctors yeah. went to so much like school, a and you're like, you're, he's so much... And I feel like a loser, because I have, you know, 40, wow. drinks, 40 yeah. drinks a week. Are we
4: not well, drinking fast enough for you? What's go happening? Go yeah. Yeah. Right. I Jesus. guess it depends on the kind like, of doctor, too. Drink,
2: like, the way that I go into a gynecologist so cocky... I'm like, they must see the worst vaginas all day. Like, I don't even take care of my... I won't even shower and it'll be the best pussy they see all day. (laughs) I can only imagine.
4: It's weird to use the word cocky when describing a gynecologist. Cocky pussy.
2: Jeff, you
1: talk about your drinking. What's your favorite uh, late night drunk food? Oh, that's a good question.
3: Uh, I have a weird thing with food. I drink a lot. And... uh, I don't have like late, I don't have like fast food or anything that I go to. I don't have like a thing I binge. Um, I guess dry cereal, I do that sometimes. Ew! I know, not on purpose, I'm drunk. And I, cause I, I, don't have, I don't know how to cook and my house is terrible. Like if you look at my fridge, you go, oh god, this guy needs someone to take care of him. Like it's just, there's nothing in it. So that's probably why I'm not eating late night bad decisions. And then I take cereal off the thing and I just dry eat it in my cereal, in my bed, and then go to
4: fall asleep. You guys are loving this part. This is probably <laughs> yeah. the conversation that you guys came to hear. What do you guys want to know? I yeah. feel like this could can have been we, done Dan, in a private studio somewhere. Right, go ahead. I'll take it over. Can we take some questions from the audience? Does anyone have questions for us? Anybody? Just anything that can kind of Tim, change that? this. Right. Okay, cool. Back to you, Dan. That was good. Visit <laughs> your friends.
1: Hey, is what's the, the uh, craziest place you've ever peed while drunk? Ooh. Uh, Are you asking her or me? I was confused. Her, Kim, Kim, got Kim.
2: it. Where, um, where's the craziest
1: place you've ever peed?
2: I mean, I can't think of anything crazier than like a, a rogue parking lot every now and then. Mm. You know, I in college I was known to like, if the bar... Oh, this is so trashy. In college, if my friends were in the bathroom and they were like, taking up the salon and I needed to pee, I would just pee in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking disgusting. It's a good answer for this question, though. Yeah, it's what, it's I mean, honest. what you want not know, yeah.
4: When I get drunk and I pee, I try to walk while I pee and make the longest line possible. It's not competitive, it's usually just myself, but I look back and I see this line and it disappears and I'm like, into the horizon, I'm just like, you fuck. I, You nailed it again, dude. Still got it. I still got it.
2: That's how you find your way home.
4: That's how I find my way back to where I started you follow from. Follow your own piss. Yes. Crawls yeah. on his
2: hands
1: and knees, smelling. But it. I don't smell it because it's
4: so. He's of like that one's around. not
2: mine. Not <laughs> he goes to the wrong house.
1: <laughs> what's the uh, What's the worst thing you've ever had to drink?
2: No. It's I perform like in a...
3: Chicago a lot, and Malort yeah. is pretty bad. What's the dark no, liquor? No, 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 what's no. the dark liquor?
2: No, not Jaeger. I could down some Jaeger. I'm from Florida.
3: Well, it. that's the most famous dark liquor.
2: By it's the Chris. official no, yeah.
1: drink of Florida. Jaeger, I Yeager used to drink
2: school. warm like it was water. There's another one that's like dark, like yes. Would you say? For net. Fuck for net. that shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. That's great. No. In the morning it? when you're hungover. Oh, oh,
4: they must be a sponsor.
1: Oh. <laughs> Rabbit Hole.
4: Rabbit Hole is my favorite drink.
1: Mixing. <laughs> <That's laughs> It's the best. That's the drink. one part of the show I'm going to cut out and send to them. The worst drink
4: we that I, I ever had, Dan, to each
2: other. was
4: called Viper Rum. And I went down to this little nation called Belize. And what they do is they take an empty bottle and they take a live snake and they put it in the bottle and then they pour it with rum and then they cap it off and the snake dies and shits his pants. <laughs> they don't wear pants, but you understand the point of it. And then they leave it there for a year on the bar, and it's all of its particulates. And then you sit down, and they pour you a shot of it. Is it taste good? It tastes <laughs> the worst. It's honestly the opposite of rabbit hole.
1: What about Brennevin? You've said that's probably one of the worst things you've ever
4: heard. is... The interesting story about Brennevin is that it's from Iceland. And they had a prohibition on beer until uh, the 90s. And then, but you could still buy alcohol. But what they did was, they're so smart, is they said, we'll have something. The state created a liquor called Bredeman. Ugh. And then they nicknamed it the Black Death. And you could go buy alcohol, but it was called the Black Death. And they thought people would stay away from it because it had a very simple, scary label. It was called the Black Death. And it did the opposite. Everyone came in and was like, I can take Black Death. This sounds amazing. And so that, it backfired on them. And it tastes ama- It tastes like everything else that you're talking about. I Herbaceous. feel like every
2: alcohol that has a name that sounds like a spoiled child is bad. Like a Brenevin. Like mm-hmm. Brenevin. That sounds shit. like a kid that would yeah. fucking kill you when it grew up.
4: Yeah.
2: Brenevin. still lives here with his Stop girlfriend. fucking the
1: cat Brenevin.
2: What was the other one, dude? Fernet. Fernet. Fren- that cunt.
1: And now. How about a word from one of our dream sponsors, Regal Beer, circa
2: 1950s. The smaller the b- bubbles, the better the b- beer. The smaller the b- bubbles, the better
0: the b- beer. That's the flavor secret of Regal Cheer. Pour a glass of Regal. Because of a special bubble filter process, Regal Beer has smaller bubbles. See? The Regal bubble is definitely smaller. Small bubbles last longer. Lock in more flavor. Hold Regal up to the light. Twist the glass and watch those feathery plumes of small bubbles. Now, taste Regal. Mmm, brisk. Bright. Mellow to the last refreshing sip. Remember. The smaller the bubbles, the better the beer. That's the flavor secret of Regal cheer. The smaller the bubbles, the better the beer. Boy, that beer
1: so we're doing all this drinking. What about hangover remedies? Zane, you've got to have a few for sure. Unusual hangover remedies? I do, but I'm gonna skip... take notes, folks. Here we go. I'm gonna skip through that. Okay. Well,
4: all right. I'll tell you one. In Greece, they told me these old timers said if you take an onion and you cut it in half, um, you can you can try this when you go. If you take a, a raw onion and put it directly under your genitals for an hour to cure hangover, and I did it, and I still had my hangover. But it gave my wife bad breath, so (laughs) it's probably not. (laughs) Is
1: that really true?
4: Really? I get a groan at that, but dance pedophilia jokes are kind of funny. I'm going to tell you what the cure is. I've had a lot of remedies, nothing works, and the cure, if anyone's ever had it, is uh, an IV. Like I've literally been on my deathbed and I got an IV filled with saline water and vitamins. And so, so hangovers are caused by dehydration. But you can drink, and this is scientific, this is true, you can drink as much water as you want, but your body can only absorb 10% of what you're drinking. But when you have an IV, it, your body takes 100% of that. So I've had the worst hangover in the world wiped out in 20 minutes. But you have to stick your arm or something and pay 150 bucks. but it works. Yeah probably the funnier answer would have been better, but that's all right. No,
2: that was great. I like that. You know what? You fucked me up with your funny answers because now I'm waiting for a punchline the whole time and then I forgot to pay Oh, yeah, sorry.
4: My dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there we go. He's back, people. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think's really good? Fuck all that IV shit. I think yeah. when you're hungover, you wake up in the morning and you go to McDonald's and get a large Coke from McDonald's. A fountain Coke? I don't know what's in that shit. But a Fountain Coke, if you know, you know. A Fountain Coke will fix everything for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. A little greasy uh, hash brown. A McGriddle. Yeah, you guys are my people. Are you just
3: naming things you like, or does it actually fix the hangover? <laughs> both, actually. Like, right after that, I'm like, all right, let's go hiking. Or are you going to be like, ah, fuck off. Like, I'll wanna, do both, yeah. Ah, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. so it does fix it.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. We do have somebody here that would maybe have a hangover cure that we could work with here. Jack. Maxwell, Jack, you still here? have you left after the... He's there. But Jack, Jack? Jack? Come on up for a second, will you?
4: <laughs> Jack had a... Jack similar...
1: Maxwell had a show on CNN called Booze Traveler. CNN,
4: congratulations. Yes,
1: yeah. Actually, yeah. remember was Travel Channel. But try one it? of those,
0: CNN. What the hell? Yeah. Jack Bourdain, same thing. No one yeah. knows me either. Hi. Hey, Jack, <laughs> welcome. I, I agree with saying, hi, Kim, how are you? Hey,
2: how are you? You really on mushrooms? Oh Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> why, are, why are you the fucking cops?
0: No, I just want to know. What are, you? are you a fucking cop, bro? Are
2: Ooh. you a narc? Jeez.
0: You're going to have to come with me. No, no. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with Zane to answer the question and then to get off the stage because I'm not supposed to be up here. Sorry, folks. Uh, I think there are a lot, like in Sicily, bull's penis is supposed to be a uh, hangover cure. <laughs> penis? The penis or what comes out of it? Uh, eating it, not taking it.
1: Eat a bull's penis.
0: Uh, yeah, they really do that. And they really. While,
1: what does the bull do? Why uh, eating it? rooster
0: Thomas. testicles? I don't know why it's all sexual. And whistles. I think someone played a joke on someone. It stayed around for a thousand years for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. But uh, that's like saying someone punched you in the eye and it's out to here. Uh, how do you cure that? You can't. You hurt yourself. You're going to have to wait. You know. You can put steak on it or ice or something. But if you have a black eye, fuck it. You got hit in the eye. Same with getting drunk. And hung over. I think, I that, like that. I, I think that the IV will help. You're not going like you 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 to punch yourself. one of us or something to make a point. No, not at all. all right. But the idea
4: is... I know you're from Boston, You shouldn't so. be
0: able to... South Boston, actually. Why? You want to step outside? And that's kind of what out. it feels like. It feels I'm just, like that. I'm just kidding. That was my, that was that's my, what it feels like. I am like. from Southie, but that's, that's my mad team. So, yes. If you hurt yourself... You're just going to have to get over it. And you thank God, how many fucking drunks would we have if you could get over a hangover in four seconds? Everybody would wreck yeah. themselves. Livers would be dying left yeah. and right. Look at Jack being all reasonable. And, and let's drink some Rabbit Hole.
2: Yeah! yeah. Rabbit, right. rabbit hole. yeah. Thanks.
0: Rabbit Hole is the best.
2: I'll tell you, that man knows how to put down a mic. Is there any, exit it, he's a pro. Is there any
3: science
4: to uh, just keep drinking? There is. Um, <laughs> you will not get a hangover if you... Don't stop drinking. It's fat. Yeah,
3: how, what's the science on that? Because I do that. You'll die,
4: uh, die in four days. There's a guy that, um, uh, you know, Guinness has had these posters for years, like 100 years. It says Guinness for strength and whatever. And a guy did uh, a Guinness diet for like a month to see if he could live on, uh, on Guinness. He became anemic. It wasn't probably the best thing. Didn't work. Does Guinness sponsor you?
2: Men are idiots. That's your question. <laughs> They're fucking idiots. This Do people... guy tried to see if he could survive all Guinness for one month. Yeah. Like, fuck off.
4: You guys don't fact check any of this stuff, right?
1: Well, you know, they did used to give, in Ireland, they used to give women Guinness right after, after, they, had birth. It, after they had a baby. They
4: gave them vitamins. You know what else says vitamin is in it? Vitamins. They learned <laughs> that. That was something that they. Yeah, that would have worked away. better. Them being better. Irish and yeah. all. Ar- question. Yeah, please. God, yes.
1: <laughs> Thank God. There's an interesting thing about 6 a.m. There's a bar here in Santa Monica called, what is it, the Gaslight? The Gaslight, right? Happy, they had a sign outside that says, happy people start here. And a couple of my friends are here that were there for this. So we had a friend that was, we had a friend that was leaving town. And we decide we're going to go to the Gaslight and we're going to start it's six o'clock, fucking morning. We're the only people there. We're gonna go all day to say goodbye to our friend. Mm-hmm. Get to the bar at six a.m. There's like a seventy people there. Wow, no joke. Like the bar is packed. Okay, is there a soccer game or something on? I, it was, but I, it was a, a mix of people that I guess had the same idea we had, and then people that just were out for from the night before and then came in, including this. Woman that was sitting next to me, and she was in a dress, and she'd been clearly been out for the night. And she said, uh, "Let's do an Irish car bomb." (laughs) I said, "All right, let's do it." Terribly insensitive name drink. I know, right? Worst name drink invented in the United States, too, by the way. But anyway, uh, we do the Irish car bomb. He says, "Another one." I'm like, "All right, let's do another one. Do another one." another one I said I can't do another one because I gotta pace myself because I'm going to drink until 2 o'clock in the morning and it's only 6.30 now oh and she God. goes and then she orders two more Irish car bombs anyway and I go hey I'm not doing it and she goes fucking pussy right <laughs> and she drinks them both both the Irish car bombs herself Things didn't go well for her after that.
3: I was, uh, I'll tell you about a lady that's a legend to me. I was drinking with my buddy Randy at this bar called the Chimney Sweep right by my house in Sherman Oaks. It's this shitty dive bar. It's like noon, and my buddy Randy was going through a divorce. And I don't want to share too much about Randy's life, but he cheated, piece of shit. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're just sitting there, and we're sad, you know, because Randy's going through this whole sad divorce. And we're just drinking together, and it's like almost like God saw us being sad And just was like, I'm going to make these guys happy. And we're just drinking, just me and him, and the bartender, and the door swings open, and this lady comes in. She goes, I need a cell phone charger and a Coors Light, and I ain't got no money. We laughed. We've talked about this. We've told this story hundreds of times. I bought her Coors Lights for the next like two hours. Nobody had a cell phone charger for a broken-and-half Razor flip phone, but... We've talked about it. She's made us so happy. Her little weird, I'm going to walk into this shitty Sherman Oaks stuff, just completely changed our whole fucking day. She made me happy. I've, I've, it's been seven years of still talking about it. That was my lady for you. Your, your Guinness Irish car bomb
2: lady. One of my favorite drunk people I've ever met was this lady named Sue in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going garage sailing in Florida with my friend on acid. And we were like, let's do this. And we showed up to this trailer park, and there was this lady named Sue there, and she was hammered. And she had, like, this probably Like, she was like, ah, like that. Like, one of those, you know, like, smoking cigarettes for years.
3: Waitresses at a shitty diner at 3 a.m. For like,
2: sure. What yeah, where can I get... Sounds like
3: Dan Dunn
4: at noon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. her skin looked
2: like, like you that. put a leather jacket in the dryer. Uh, <laughs> she was, fucking like, on one. But she was the drunkest person ever, and she met us, and she had so much fun with us that she literally it was like you can have everything and we were like what and she was like you can have it all and we were like what do you mean she's like I'm sick actually and it turned into oh. this sad story that she was dying and she was like you can have it all because I'm going to be dead in a few weeks like basically it was the story so we're on acid and now we feel bad like we need to take her things so now it's a whole fucking move I'm doing I'm moving this woman out into my home all, I'm put, putting all of her shit in the back of the car I'm like I don't know why I'm doing it at this point I'm like shoving like sewing things and like when we're almost done she's like yeah I don't know if it's contagious oh no <laughs> that, all her fucking sickly gross shit that she's dying from She's like, you mind if I crash with you for a few <laughs> nights? It was so great. And the, I was with my podcast co-host and um, all the clothes that she was given by Sue, she still wears to this day. She washed it all. She says that Sue's clothes fit her better than anyone she's ever worn. And she looks so cute in this old, sick, dead woman's clothes. Did you say Sue didn't make like it? Uh,
1: we have We have more questions. Yes. was that's my fun. favorite our favorite drinking game to play back in the day
4: yeah. the four of us would get together and we were so good at quarters <laughs> jeff could roll it off of his oh. i won't tell him because oh it's, that's right we were so good at it
1: i guess quarters was a good one right i like
2: quarters, quarters, is a good, one. quarters a- is a good one. i liked asshole oh how did that go again
4: like mm, i just made i just said stupid. no there
1: was an actual game you're the king and the yeah and yeah. somebody's the asshole oh and, we
2: called it king's cup right
3: I was. I was so late to the drinking game. I never really got yeah. to do any of that fun shit.
1: Your yeah, you was, were trying to rent your a game car. God hates me because yeah. I'm drinking. I, right? I was too
3: busy trying to save teenagers. That I, I'm sorry. I, was, <laughs> I know. I, I'm the blame. I got no answer. You were
2: but. so old. You started drinking. You're like, I heard of this game called bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like we
3: would go to colleges and. And they'd be like, oh, all right, if you lose, you gotta drink. And I was like, I was old enough to be like, I'm here to drink. Like, I'm, not <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lose, and be sober, like you nerds. Like I'm just gonna, I'll drink for. So I didn't like really grasp the concept of, yeah, I don't know. I got no good.
1: But when you're young too, it's super chilly. I remember when they were like 16, my friends would go, you know, man, if you're drinking beer, if you drink it out of a straw, you get more drunk. Is that true? Do remember this? That's like, young, that you Drink it out of straw, you get more not drunk. Science. That's,
4: not,
2: that's, that's
1: true. But it's like, do I need to get yeah. more drunk at 16?
2: You know it goes what faster
3: to the head, you know?
2: When they started doing paper science. straws, I started science. getting fucking hammered science. when the paper straws came out because you got to erase the straw yeah. before it disintegrates. You have to finish your drink that's true. before that's you lose game. the Devil's straw. True. If I get raped, it's a turtle's fault.
3: Didn't you have a question, this guy? Or are you're just, you just, just resting on the roof and pipes?
2: Yeah, Fabio over there, fucking <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. I think about, like,
1: like, I think about TV and.
3: He said, "If you can't hear on the podcast."
0: Everyone wants to hear more.
3: From he me. wants to know whose face like we would throw a drink in. Well, I think it sounds like it would sound like you'd hate the person. I really just get annoyed by celebrities more than I hate them. I'm, I'm sure if I met them, they'd be a delight.
1: Kim, if you could throw a drink in anybody's face in the world, consequence-free, yeah. who would it be and what would the drink be? What kind of drink would it be?
2: Uh, I would probably go, I would get really annoyed by Machine Gun Kelly. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: He really deserves one in his face. And he gets to fuck Megan Fox. He doesn't deserve it.
4: Yeah. Zane? I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's like such an easy answer for well, me. Well, you don't want to go was... low-hanging fruit. I mean, we okay, all know. I'm not going low. So we're not saying Kardashians. Okay, <laughs> got it. We're not <laughs> saying anyone that's ever been on that show or affiliated or been a neighbor okay. of anyone okay. on that. Okay. Uh, probably, will I be judged for this? Yeah. You no, prom- you can do whatever you, you want. You promise you won't judge me. Yeah. Will you yeah, judge me yeah. for yeah.
3: it? I'm afraid I'm going to get my drive home. Like, no, I, I should have said.
4: I'm going to throw me. it in Kim's face. I don't Don know, you, you know what? I, can, I I I got my answer. Go uh, anyone who trophy hunts I would throw it oh, oh yeah, and I would yeah. throw it in their face oh, and Kevin I would accidentally...
1: Durant. Kevin Durant. Well Don Jr is a trophy hunter. Well that's
4: yeah. But yeah, anyone who goes to like to Africa to shoot something to bring home and mount I would throw it and then I would actually cuz I'm I don't have good uh, hand strength the glass would probably slip out and hit him in the they face. they drink it and then shoot I a deer in, in your face. Yeah, and then I would rip off their genitals. It doesn't matter, but that's just, I don't mean to get political. Me.
3: Maybe that Millie Brown girl from
2: Stranger oh, thing. She's annoying. Yeah, yeah. And by the way,
4: that's after she called the the Duffer brothers sensitive sallies for uh, not killing more people. Anybody else got
1: a good one? I just like the chance.
4: Like oh, I like Bono.
2: Bono. Hey, easy.
4: Why
1: not?
2: What's wrong with Bono? They're
1: doing that to fuck with me. Bono's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, oh. I, met a, I
2: met a fake Bono at an Bono's trying to
3: save the fi- all of
4: Colin Farrell. Easy. Oh. Hey. I like Colin Farrell too. Anyway,
1: on that note, throwing drinks in people's face, I want to I want to uh, wrap it up with a quick little story.
3: Got it, Let's Jeff. Let's hear it. Story. Is this long? Just, it's I'm, not a I'm story. Not it's, a, it's
4: things it's that li- I just have a quick question. Is it longer than the stand-up you did to open this? Because <laughs> no. I'm, I might go <laughs> no. pee.
1: Hey, easy. Go It's his birthday. It's his it's birthday. My birthday. Come on, yeah, Listen,
3: come on, birthday. happy birthday! But is it?
1: But is it his birthday? We love you, buddy. Well, at midnight it's my birthday. Yay! Okay. Thank you. Got it. So, in uh, this, uh things that whiskey has taught me, since we're drinking whiskey tonight here, Rabbit Hole once again, give it up for Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Yay. Thank you, guys. So, in 20-some odd years spent making a professional study of whiskey, so I've been doing for a career, I've devoted what several ex-girlfriends and overzealous members of the professional recovery community might call an excessive amount of time studying drinking. Personally, I don't see it for a reason for concern. Or, or uh, this is not the sort of job that they tell you about at uh, career day in high school. But uh, like my dear old grandma said before her liver finally gave out, one man's poison is another man's bacon. Sam, i heard that. But as time goes by and I get longer in the tooth, which is happening tonight at midnight, I've come to realize the most significant Thing about my chosen profession isn't what I've learned about whiskey, Kim. It's what whiskey has taught me. Wow, yeah, profound. Isn't that the Thank same thing? You. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. Well, about life. For instance, whiskey has taught me to believe that anything is possible. Anything. In the sober light of day, I would never bet five hundred dollars against a guy called Dead Eye Dick who has his own <laughs> pool cue, gold-plated in a game of pool. I wouldn't do that in the sober light of day. <laughs> I think I'm going anywhere near that group of way out of my league women at the Young Professionals Mixer without a few stiff bourbons in me, Jeff. No? Or that I can convince myself, let alone anyone else, that I'm young or professional.
2: Yeah. Relatable.
1: Whiskey has imported valuable lessons about important things I wasn't particularly interested in when I was younger, like math. Did you know that if you multiply the number of whiskeys drank in a session by 10, subtract your body weight, divide by 4, add 1 for every decade you've been alive, you get the precise number of hours you'll be hungover the next day? Try it, Sam.
4: Works every time. You say math or meth?
1: Math. math. <laughs> the law of diminishing returns also stipulates that the more hangovers you experience over the years, the more likely you are to curb your alcohol intake or worst case scenario hang up your drinking shoes for good which brings me to the most important and final lesson whiskey has taught me and that is to know my limitations I'm not proud of this but i have spent a few mornings curled up on the cold bathroom floor shaking sweating and swearing to everything that is good and holy that i will never ever drink whiskey again and then a few years ago uh during another moment of unwellness on the floor i uh, experienced something uh, akin to what those ex-girlfriends and professional recovery community people said that i would eventually experience which is a moment of clarity
4: when you can get sponsored by Uh, one of them
1: (laughs) the time had come to do what was necessary and i determined right there and then that I would no more excuses, no more next times. I dragged myself up off the floor, went out, I bought myself a really comfortable bathroom rug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want
1: to thank you all for coming out. I want to thank Zane Lamprey, thank you, Kim Condon, and Jeff Die. Mike. Friedman, Max Kestenbaum, rabbit hole, the whole staff here. And now it's birthday time. Let's do some Happy drinking, birthday. Happy huh?
3: birthday, Dan. There you go. We got you a hat. Hats. Who needs hat? got you a hat.
1: Hey, who
3: wants a hat? Who wants a hat? Who wants a free hat?
1: Hats. Hats over here. You guys want a free hat? You'll who never wear it. Anybody. Here's a hat.
3: He wants a hat.
1: They're over there.